0: something
1: That sounded really like SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, you sound more like him than
2: me. Thanks. I have. I can <laughs> do it. <Fuck. more>, <laughs> not a competition. More annoying things, Life I is guess, a with my voice. <laughs> just kidding. Always a competition. <laughs> just
0: kidding.
1: <laughs>
3: first or last?
1: I know. Second place is the first loser.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, just kidding. It's a really bad mentality. Uh,
3: oh welcome God. back, listeners, to this episode of Sophie's Choice: Murders and Mysteries podcast. I am Mike.
2: I'm Gabby. And I'm Sophie, and this is Sophie's Choice, Murders and Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. What kind of story do we have this week, Sophie?
1: Do you like my notes for myself? Introduce yourselves. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or my God, introduce yourselves. Fuck.
2: In my notes for today's script, I put introductions in all caps. My God, period. Introduce yourselves, period. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. We yeah,
3: have, we were just we're, talking about this yesterday. That yeah, there's a bunch of episodes in here that every single opening for us is
1: like you guys start Sophie's going. we
3: podcast. We start going and ah, we have to introduce ourselves. I'm
1: like guys, guys.
3: <laughs> Gabby stops us every time.
1: We're we're getting yeah. better. We're gonna go. No, that was good. <laughs> I, we didn't have to
2: remind
3: each Anyone, other. Yeah. There
2: we go. All right. So keeping on trend for our chilly locations as we trudge through the two feet of snow we just got here in Minnesota. I
1: love snow. I love (laughs) Tim. God. (laughs) No, it's a thing now. It's It's a a thing now. It's a thing due to
2: Archie and to listener Leah and her toilet paper cat and her American Tim. American Tim. I still love you, Tim. Okay, so with the snow and as I start back up at my second semester nursing school, I picked a case all the way from my grandfather's home country of China norway
1: norway other one other one other, <laughs> other the other one the other one i was like i don't know that's a good guess though mm-hmm. that's i am part of
3: my family's from norway yeah
1: there's a lot of norwegians here i'm mm-hmm. swedish we've established this mm-hmm, though. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sophie mm-hmm. and i are swedish and you're norwegian yeah i'm a swede norwegian i guess my you're grand- both oh yeah shit you're mm-hmm. both remember Sorry, my grandpa my
2: thought he was full-blooded norwegian and he's like that, that's a lie and i was like mm, 23 nice. of me don't
1: lie DNA don't lie grandpa No,
3: i think we're norwegian german and irish Coo-coo-coo. nice mm-hmm.
1: northern european yeah i'm like 14 percent swedish but not norwegian i dated a norwegian though like I'm a bet. guy from from, from so Norway. would you say so you
3: cool. had a little bit of
1: norwegian in you did you <laughs> oh my god that's so intrusive <laughs> <laughs> after everything else like last night's game night wasn't intrusive yeah but that's, that's not on the pod that's not on the pod there's that's a true. difference between this i don't and know real use your story. imagination <laughs> i guess imagine all, what you will that's what i'll say i'll, I'll say use your imagination give me two but, long slow blinks if it was yes
2: okay cool <laughs> okay. you'll never know you'll never know
1: Okay. (laughs) he was a hockey player though so that was on par for me nice on par well he's a goalie so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, goalies are interesting humans
3: goalies are the base players of hockey
1: yeah i know goalies are the people who like to be hit hit in the face with pucks so that's i thought you were going to be so it was
3: rough is what you're saying no, he was nice. <laughs> he wanted you,
2: he wanted you to slap him during. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> he
1: was really nice. Hey, oh, no he was slap a, nice shots. <laughs> She's a nice lady. was a
2: nice lady. He's a nice man. Oh my god. I am bummed, kind of like a little tiny bit bummed to say that this case is one that I've heard extensively about growing up, mm. not from said Norwegian grandfather. Oh, but I love that our listeners are always like, "Oh, you guys do like little known cases and like yeah stuff like that." But this one's just like always really fascinated me. And Unsolved Mysteries, when they relaunched, they also did like an episode covering this case. Okay. But, so I'm a little bit moved on. The with that.
1: suspense is killing me. I know. But first,
2: Norway snapshot. <laughs> oh. I forgot. <laughs> but
3: first, what?
2: Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you the case and then do a snapshot and then jump bu- back in the case. Yeah, that's true. You she know? always does this. You She's know like, this what I mean? story takes place in Bali, and here's the facts about Bali. But and this then, is the last yeah. t- first and last time I'll have to do this for Norway. Sorry. I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> I like Norway.
2: We love Norway.
1: I'll love do more Norway. cases from
2: Norway, but this is the first time and only time I'll do their info. But anyway. Okay. So since 1901, the Nobel Peace Prize has actually always been a. I shouldn't say always, since 1901, obviously. Has been awarded in Norway's capital, Oslo, which is also where our story takes place today. Mm. I didn't know that it was in Norway. Did you guys?
3: I thought it was in Switzerland.
1: No. I thought it was too. No, it's Norway. You know that? Oh, that's mm-hmm. the Nobel oh.
3: Peace Prize, not the.
1: Nobel um, Prize. Science Prize, I think that's yeah. what I was thinking.
2: Science Prize. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you nerds. Get your science prize in Switzerland. Their official language is Norwegian. German. German. I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I wanted to fuck with her and see what her face looked uh, like, but she was happy both times, so I it's just, okay. I just
1: was like, oh, okay, go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> Smile, and just wave, wave. Just Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Smile and threw my pen at
2: Mike. Their currency is called the crone. (gasps) It is. Like an old lady. I thought that was funny. (laughs) Although the Japanese invented sushi which haha. We're having a group pod dinner of sushi. Sushi. Right. Yeah. In like 30 minutes. I didn't put a comma there. Sorry. Norway was actually the one to introduce salmon into sushi in Japan because they had never thought of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. But since Norway's biggest export is seafood, mainly, you guessed it, salmon
1: yeah so and all the fjords you can <laughs> fjords you can thank norway for your uh salmon rolls ah and the
2: reindeer spicy salmon roll there you go
1: i do like salmon on my roll i, I do too but i don't like it to be the only meat on my or sorry the only fish on the roll oh um, you mix up mix up the fishies nice. well like you can do like a tuna like on the inside and then like salmon on top mm-hmm. and stuff we should do a sushi making night sometime because yeah, absolutely. Um, Nolan and I have, like love to make sushi at home. I was like,
2: I have a surplus of seaweed wraps because my hashtag Asian problems. My sister Callie
1: yeah, loves sushi. Make sushi? Uh, no, she eats likes nori. to
2: just eat the
1: yeah. Uh, nori's pretty good. Oh, but, she eats it like a cookie sheet. But, but it's yeah, fucking weird. Got, it's good, but you gotta have it with something. You can't just nope. eat it straight.
2: She eats it straight. Okay. No soy sauce dippings. No nothing. Their own. That shit fucking... Okay, li- we all live I'm lives. not going to knock it. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think it's Correction weird.
3: Correction from before, though. The Nobel Prize for Physics, Chemistry, Physiology, or Medicine and Literature are awarded in Stockholm, Sweden, not Switzerland. Excuse me.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the SW, man. It gets yep. us.
2: I don't know why I get... S- I think I'm a little bit dyslexic. Dis- <laughs> dyslexic? Dick- what? <laughs> nah, I would have never guessed.
3: Dyslexic.
2: Diklexic. Diksant. Dyslexic because I always get Sweden and Switzerland mixed up. I do not know why.
3: No, it's okay. When I was a kid, I used to get uh, California and Virginia mixed up, or Chicago and Mexico. Uh-oh. I don't know what the connection was in my brain. It was just yeah. Kid,
2: kid, kid, brain, no- kid, brain. Mm-hmm. kid, kid, knowledge, kid. You get it. Yeah,
3: well, I had family in Virginia, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, in California. <laughs> Or like when we went to Chicago as a family when I was really little and I was taking Spanish in like kindergarten. I was I'm like, oh, I can, I can order for us. We were at like dinner. I was like, I can, I can order for us as long as you want like steak or chicken. You know, I know those words.
2: I'm fucking dead.
3: Or apples. You know, I knew apple. So
2: my God, that's that's actually really cute. Yeah. <laughs> OK, this one I thought was kind of weird. Anybody who thinks that Gabby's rich would like this one, I guess. Income and wealth of every <laughs> single resident of Norway is on public record. Oh, nice. Like, goddamn birth announcements in the paper. Like, it's just like... Yeah, it's just
1: a very, like... Because you, they don't they don't put, like, money as, like, the top priority, like, in their life, like we do in America. I love
2: it, because you could, like, swipe right on somebody and be like, Mike J? Hmm. I wonder how much he makes. <laughs> just, like, look
1: it up and be like, yeah. ooh, no. Sorry, think, just kidding. I, I don't want to go into... pay transparency t- is super important. Shit, okay. Because... Like you could have the same job as somebody and like Mm -hmm. more experience, but like maybe they just negotiated a higher pay. Mm -hmm. So you're getting paid like $20,000 less than the person doing a shittier job than you.
3: See if the employers who don't want you to talk about it. Yeah.
1: which is illegal for them to tell you that you you can't talk about your salaries. Right. Sometimes employers will be like, you can't talk about how much you make with other people because they don't want to know you to know that you're making way less than they are. Right. Yeah.
2: I experienced that on accident at my first pharmacy job five years ago. Oh, my God. But my boss, my boss and my boss's boss's boss, they would come to the pharmacy and visit and stuff. But they were like, you shouldn't be talking with the new employees or like anybody that you currently work with about how much you make and blah, blah, blah. And then we had a we had a lot Did of they crazy get sued because I would sue the shit out of them, them for telling cause me Because they're that. huge yeah, they got the big time they, Boston they, lawyers. Yeah, they can't. So they, they're, like, they're like, well, untouchable. we just
1: we just uh, suggested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we didn't. But
2: we say had a it. we had a patient who threatened to like come into the pharmacy when my shift was done, and I was like, dude, I don't get paid blah 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 an hour to fucking put up with this shit and have my yeah. life threatened. And she was like, mm-hmm. you make blah blah blah. I make twelve dollars an hour, and I was like. <sighs> oh shit that's why they said that (laughs) it was like five i was like making five dollars more and i never worked in pharmacy before and i was like oh god i'm so sorry
1: anyway i think Uh, that's a good i think it's good yeah
2: and finally and what i know will be my sister Belle's favorite fact is that modern i love that this article that i looked this up at it says modern and ancient skiing was invented here in norway nice (laughs) yeah skiing
1: is i love skiing it's so it's fun. A, yeah, I like to sk- Or Downhill ski and or water. Sober. Oh god, I can't water do water. Ski, water skiing was actually invented in
2: Minnesota. Very cool. The first mall in America was in Minnesota. I think it was indoor mall. Indoor, first, sorry, yeah, indoor mall. The, first, the Adina like, the Southdale one. Yeah.
1: Yep, it's true. It is true. Fun facts, fun facts. I think should, <laughs> I think it's true. <laughs> I think we
2: should do a I worked there, so I that's all that. Oh, say. Fun yeah. facts oh I did do
1: a brand collaboration with Southdale mall really yeah they paid me to like go and be at the mall and post and very cool go to shop in the let's stores let's all and whatever. go to the mall today <laughs> that, that's that was a, it was in my head mike you read my god mm-hmm. uh, you read it you know i think it. we should do a one of our like our friend's
2: trip next year or something oh just kidding it's 2023 now i think <gasps> we should this do year. i think we should do our friend's trip we should do like a friend's we trip. we should
3: just go to the mall
2: yeah no. i was like where are you going with this to <laughs> norway skiing or b- <laughs> uh snowboarding trip <gasps> we can go to uh. Lutsen. Mm-hmm.
1: Lutzen's fun. Because there's a lot of uh North Shore.
2: There's a lot of like ski things here, isn't
1: there? Lutzen is like the best area, I would say, for like if we wanted to go to like a big cabin. Yeah. Up I on do the that. North Shore, whatever. I don't do a cabin.
2: There. Maggie's like, I'm not interested in skiing or snowboarding. And that's she's like what the chalet's for. She's like, but I'll the sit. Opera ski. She was like, I'll sit at the bottom and drink wine and watch you guys do whatever the fuck you do.
1: And, and I was that's like, Yeah. Perfectly, yes! perfectly acceptable. <laughs>
2: But she'll still come, so that's nice. <laughs> anyway, let's talk mysteries, guys. Because this week for Sophie's Choice is the very mysterious case of Norway's Oslo woman, who was also referred to as Jennifer Fairgate. Have you guys heard of this case?
1: No. <laughs> <I have not. laughs> wow. If I were to later date... case
3: that we haven't heard of?
1: <gasps> Surprising. <gasps> not. Just kidding. I don't know much about that, this kind of stuff, so I always think it's really fun and I learn... I know what with these stories <laughs> drunk mike when he facetimed
2: me for two hours he had said don't can you keep a secret sophie and i was like uh obviously not because yeah, she's and, telling the pod uh, just if it's not a surprise then maybe and then he's like okay don't tell the other sophie about this and then he's like but i'm i'm getting really into like the mysteries and like the murder cases and stuff and i was like oh okay and i was like wait do you think i'm drunk right now like the other sophie do you think that i'm drunk right now <laughs> Because you're drunk right now? And you're like, yeah, don't tell those sober people that we... And <laughs> I was editing the pod and I was like, I am very sober right now, but I'll be sure not to tell other sober Sophie about Yes. Yeah, the other Sophie. <laughs> the other Sophie. Amazing. So, I only said in the beginning that I'm a little bit bummed just because of the listener feedback. They're like, oh, you guys do little known cases. But anyway, this one's always really fascinated me. So, let's is, jump in. Is this a little known or widely known? It went nationwide in Norway. And then once it wasn't as popularly known until Unsolved Mysteries came out mm. a, two years ago. Okay. And then did a new episode. Got so it, it. kind of like triggered this newfound interest in the case. Got it, was, it. Okay. It is still a cold case, though. So, okay. Good in the you. spring of 1995, your favorite trio of hosts were all heavily in the boom,
1: but had not yet arrived across the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when is your birthday, Mike?
2: 95. October 4th. You're-
1: I'm older than you. Fuck, that's crazy. His birthday's the wait, same. Wait, wait. You're 95 ninety-five. We're all ninety-five. Fuck. Okay, sorry. Why did you, I was like you said ninety-four, and I got. And confused. you're August tenth or twelfth, eleventh.
2: Fuck. Right in the middle. I've got two people on the tenth and the twelfth, and now you're on the eleventh. Fuck.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you guys are old.
1: I am two months older than you. Chill out. (laughs) And she's
3: three. Uh, That's why I'm (laughs) making fun of it. Oh my gosh, we are so (laughs) close (laughs) in age. age. I I know.
2: I didn't realize that. Yeah, we're we're all all really, we're like boom, boom,
1: boom. Yeah.
3: So that statement was probably accurate.
1: Yeah, that's why I said it thoroughly. Thoroughly and heavily in the womb, growing like little vines in there. Two
2: crazy women and Mama Christie, kind Mama Christie, were fucking heavily pregnant with three.
1: I don't think my mom was crazy yet. Oh, my mom was crazy, though. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Mm. (laughs) I think my mom was crazy for having a kid at 22. But, but, you know.
2: Your favorite trio podcasters had not yet arrived. Across the world in the capital of Norway, known as the bustling city of Oslo, the hub of Norwegian trade, banking, industry, and shipping, known as one of Oslo's premier luxury hotels, back then was called the Oslo Plaza Hotel but today is known to the public as the Radisson Blue Plaza Hotel. Oh, Security was notified by front desk staff that a guest in room 2805 did not have a credit card on file, and despite numerous attempts to receive payment, they had yet to receive anything. According to a Marie Claire article by Catherine J. Ego, which I used for most of my research, on June 3rd of 1995, tasked with communicating with the guest to resolve the issue of payment, security went to her room to get a credit card from her. The room had had a do not disturb sign outside for two days. After the knock, the man heard a gunshot. Instead of entering, he ran to get assistance. The room was left unattended for 15 minutes. But once he returned, I know, I know, I did Dumbass. that same exact thing. Yeah. I was like 15 minutes? That's. And then back then, they didn't have security cameras, so somebody could have just like.
3: I mean, at the same time, if you heard a gunshot inside of a room, you'd probably.
2: ski <laughs> <Key> that <laughs> on out. out. Yeah. yeah, that's, I guess. But your security
3: oh wait that's security that i thought was it was security All right.
2: the head of oh. security even
3: oh.
2: rookie miss it was his first day on the job i'm kidding i no, don't know it was
3: his last day on the job
2: oh it should have been yeah damn once he returned and once he was inside the dark room he discovered the woman lying face up on the bed in an unnatural position arms up chest not moving legs hanging off the bed so like, mm. oh yeah,
1: like your. Who head, says
3: that's not natural?
1: It's just kind of weird. It's like when no, you no, fall no. on the bed and you're like, mm. oh, and your arms are up behind your head. Oh, sorry, your arms are up above your head, and your like knees are like dangling, or like below your knees like mm-hmm. dangling off the bed. I'm correct. Thinking. Yes, exactly yeah. like that. Like you were sitting up. I've, I've just seen the yeah. crime scene. Or standing oh, oh, Yeah, of the bed. sitting, sitting, or sitting at the end no, of the bed. yeah. yeah. You, were, you were sitting at shot. the foot of the <gasps> bed. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. Fall then, back. And then she's got her right hand, on her chest. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike's oh, holding... You guys, we don't know the YouTube, so Mike was holding his heart like with his tongue out like a dead person. He said
3: th- that's how she was. I
2: know, I know. It was
3: they don't, I, can't I'm see. trying to help it you visualize. Her, it was I her know. right
1: hand, Mike, not her left. <sighs> Wrong but one.
3: You're looking at me. So.
1: <laughs> it's, if it's your right... <laughs> yeah. We got you. There you go. He's got it now. Oh, no. I kicked his foot on accident. Take the window was open, fluttering
2: I don't know why I typed fluttering it like that. fluttering
1: in the wind.
2: The curtain fluttering in the wind. Yes, I did put that. Thank <gasps> Wait, you. Wait, for real? Yes. No, shit. The TV on and a strange acrid smell penetrated the air. He yelled out to the woman but received no response. <laughs> Sorry, what's what's I'm, acrid? Like acid, like a like a sharp like it didn't specify like what kind of sharp, but uh, like pungent. It like.
3: sounded like kind of a descriptive word, but
2: I was like, I've never heard that word. Not before. like dead person yet, obviously, because he had just oh,
1: a just gunshot, a, shot, but like just a, a sh-
2: freshly killed person. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> well, yeah, because like that, you know that irony. Smell that blood. Yeah, that's when you taste so blood. Like that. the word yeah.
3: acrid. A c r i d, having an irrationally strong and unpleasant taste or smell.
2: Oh. Okay, cool. So not quite. like that's perfect. Sorry. Spoiler alert. It's her old food and all of the blood that's on the mattress. Got it. That's what we're smelling. Okay. He yelled out to the woman but received no response. Sorry, I started to laugh there because I was like,
1: Hey lady! Like, you (laughs) sleep Oh my god.
2: He then closed the door and ordered his colleagues to call the police. The woman was unfortunately dead with a single fatal gunshot wound in the center of her forehead. The first thing police noticed, other than the kind of odd position that she was in was that she was holding a Browning nine millimeter pistol in her right hand, resting in her chest in an odd position. It was held upside down and there was no blood or gunpowder residue on her hand. Her thumb was still on the trigger, which was held in the fired position. And when the gun was removed from her hand, a click could distinctly be heard as the trigger moved towards the forward position. Fuck. So for reference, we will be posting this picture, but I did attach it to my script that we can see how fucking weird it looks
1: oh yeah why is she holding a gun like that Mm -hmm. i was like that's not how you hold a gun to kill yourself
3: yeah i was gonna say like especially to kill yourself you hold it in the wrong direction
1: well i know yeah but like usually you're like but it depends on how you want to do it. Not I
3: really. Guess. I mean, you'd hold it. With I was your thumb. thinking of
1: like if she wanted to shoot somebody else, she's holding it incorrectly. She's holding it like right, and so this like kind
3: the, the, of proves that it was a
1: the barrel is pointed at her, mm-hmm.
3: or at least it was set up to or look like
1: look like it. Yeah, correct.
2: So we'll post it on the Instagram because that just gives like a little bit of clarification.
3: Do you but want it for the mechanics of a, a gun when you
1: fire? I know how the. Just so you know. Yeah. I do know how they work because I did gun safety, but yes. I,
2: oh, I thought you meant the yeah. specific Browning nine millimeter. I was like, a what? No.
3: I'm not trying to explain how it works because you guys don't understand. I'm saying in this situation mm-hmm. with the click being there, mm-hmm. you know, possibly for listeners who don't know, once you fire a weapon and hold on to that trigger, the click resets the firing pin. Yep. Yeah. And so it doesn't happen unless you have just fired and you release
1: right so, so that's why when she when they released her hand it
3: right so and she so was
1: holding down on it the whole she
3: time. had her hand there her thumb was on the trigger when the gun was fired mm-hmm. we know that because the, the mechanics of it,
1: it suggested
3: that when
2: they removed it yeah, yeah. yep so a gun and and that was in her right hand and then of course they don't know the guest well enough because she's just staying at a hotel if she's right-handed or left-handed so the blood soaked all the way through the bed linen and into the mattress The woman was dressed in a black thigh-length cotton jacket, black silk pajama shorts, stockings, and black pumps. Both key cards were still in the room, and police discovered that two bullets had actually been fired from the woman's gun. The other one went through her pillow, like kind of as like a test fire, and it went through the mattress and bed, and it was later found embedded in the floor, only a few centimeters away from the one that had killed her. Police theorized that she had used the pillow as a silencer. A burn mark on it showed that it had actually been flipped. Flipped.
3: Flipped. Yep.
2: It had been, yep, yeah, flipped.
3: That's the technical, technical wow. term for it. Wow.
2: It had been flipped over hmm. after the fellow shot had been fired. There were more bullets in her briefcase as well. Up to like 30 or 40 extra bullets in like her briefcase thing. What? Which is unusual for someone who's aiming to die by suicide. Wouldn't you think? You only need Juan.
1: Bang, 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 bang. <laughs>
2: And the room was double locked on the inside, but an intruder would have had that 15 minutes to be able to leave the room if such a person existed. Then again, there were no signs of a struggle, and hotel staff would later note that even though it appeared she had been the only guest staying in the room. No other items belonging to a mysterious man she had listed on the check-in paperwork were found in the room. So who is this woman? How did she die, and was it truly a suicide, or was it a, dare I say, a murder?
3: Dun-dun-dun!
2: Many news sources say this is one of Norway's most bizarre murder cases. So now let's dive into the facts of the case. Taking us three days back to when she checked in, an Inquisitor article by Jessica Powers states that on May 31st of 1995, a young woman dressed in all black with a short, stylish haircut checked into the hotel. She used a fake name, Jennifer Fairgate, a non-existent Belgian address, all without a credit card or identification to verify said fake name. Which was unusual, even at that time, as this was a higher-end hotel. They were typically required to have guests provide these things up front. It did not frequently accept cash for rooms.
3: Right. I was gonna mm-hmm. say, like mm-hmm. they should have required that. Like you can't have a room unless you have a credit card or something on file.
2: Yeah, e- even it's like a
3: sketchy motel or something.
2: Yeah, and, the, and since it was like higher class, and mm-hmm. like more prestigious, especially yeah. even in the '90s. Who this was, was working
3: the front desk?
2: That's what they said in uh, the unsolved
1: mysteries. Look at that. Even in Home Alone Two. They ask for wow. Kevin's credit card yeah. at the hotel. Come on. You oh, my God. You know do exactly do what I'm talking about. Do Never better, seen it. So oh, I didn't know that. He, she has no idea. <laughs> okay. Mike right. knows what yeah. I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, I do. They're like, he had to pretend to be his dad to call and like the give phone? the credit card because he had his dad's wallet oh, on him. Oh, shit. In, in the Home Alone 2 yeah. movie because he ends up in New York <laughs> and gets himself like a whole ass suite and things. And so a
3: limo like, and a pizza yeah, so all he, to himself. He was
1: his dad pretending to be or pretending to have his dad call or something
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah why are yeah. these parents forgetting their kid twice there's uh, like four
3: movies
1: because it's yeah. a different scenario that happens every time
3: i mean haven't you heard of the taken series too
1: yeah that's just taken stupid. taken so, like, two taken three so it's like but with home alone so the first time they do leave him at home because they forgot that he was like sleeping in the attic uh, that night oh my god and then the next well they don't forget him they the neighbor kid was, like, messing around, mm. and then she counted him as, like, part of the group. That's in the mm-hmm. first movie. Second movie, they remember Kevin, they get to the airport, Kevin's fucking around with his camera deal, and they're late again for the plane, so as Jesus. whole family's running to the plane, and then some guy that has, like, the same trench coat and looks exactly like his dad, mm. Um, he... Cause he's like dad, and he's like whatever, and then looks up and follows the different guy oh, onto no. the plane to New okay. York instead of to like Florida or wherever they were going. That would actually be worst nightmare. So that's why was in, he was in New York instead. Oh, that'd be because so they didn't scan boarding passes. Back, Home Alone Two Boston, so New York. That is a synopsis of Home Alone. But anyway, continue. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's fucking terrifying. That is my worst nightmare. I can't believe you've never seen these movies. That'd be so it's much a John fun. John Hughes movie. John Damn. Hughes is my one of my favorite producers. Nice.
2: <laughs> Holy shit!
1: Yeah, I've never seen like them. 16 Candles, uh, Breakfast Club. Jesus, none Christ. of those 80 Jeez. movies. Nope, I've never seen any of them. Okay, well we're gonna have to have a movie night and watch all of them. Sounds like Pretty it. Pretty in Pink. <laughs> Molly Molly Ringwald just is like the center of John Hughes movies. Yeah, damn. Amazing. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, even back
2: then, here in the mid 90s, it was really unusual to not have anything to verify your identification. So, authorities believe her name was actually a pseudonym and completely made up. On the hotel forms, the woman misspelled Fairgate as, like, Fergate, like, F-E-R, instead of, like, fair, as in... F-A-I-R? Yep, yep, (laughs) Fairgate, yeah. Twice. So, a hotel employee said that there was a man with her when she checked in, and indeed a Lewis Fairgate was listed on the check-in card, because back then it was like a... I don't want to say a Rolodex, but, like, they were literally index cards and, like, put it in a Mm -hmm. slot for the room. Like, room 103. Yeah, that's a Rolodex. Yeah. 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 (laughs) A Rolodex is a flippy thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: Oh. It was like a box. Oh, 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 all
2: right.
1: Oh, like a library. Like a library library check-in thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Card catalog. There
2: you go. Yes. So, he was listed on the card to be staying with her. Despite being described by staff as acting strangely, he disappeared after the check-in day. Described as a man between 25 to 40 years of age, a maid stated she had seen this man go into the room with Jennifer. However, this man has never been identified. Jennifer Need reports for Women's Health Magazine that Jennifer was last seen alive on Friday, June 2nd of 1995 at 8.06 p.m. when she ordered room service. The food was delivered at 8.23 p.m. She paid shift supervisor Kristen Anderson with a 50, I almost said $50, 50 kroner note an unusually generous tip for her bratwurst and potato salad order which that's the food that was found the next day which is when she her she gross. didn't eat it she kind of like nitpicked at it okay she's probably like that sounds, that sounds pretty sounds good, good actually and then she was probably like yeah gross yeah but day, <laughs> but day old salad's probably not great oh, smelling in a room salad. Mm, <sighs> yeah yeah <sighs> so anderson recalled that the room looked sterile and almost pristine as if nobody was even staying there
3: besides the blood and the
2: you know no dead. when but she
1: got room. gave the oh. food service when she got <laughs> <laughs> <delivered> besides, <that. laughs>
3: besides the blood and the dead body She's it's a, pristine it's
1: pretty sterile
2: blood and dead lady and oh god <laughs>
3: looks good otherwise nice
2: <laughs> Netflix's rebooted Unsolved Mystery notes that Fairgate almost never left her room during her entire stay the opportune word being almost key card data shows that Fairgate left the room at one point and didn't return for 20 hours so it was just kind of weird. Okay, she comes into the capital of Norway, and I'll get to it in a second. But she had like a really thick North German accent. She did speak English. She didn't speak Norwegian. Like it's just kind of okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you could be yeah. You so know, like doing what's home girl?
1: What's home girl doing? What's she doing? Yeah. So one maid
2: made a statement claiming that during that time, my faces.
1: <laughs> they're making, face is they're like, making hmm, detective faces. <laughs> hmm.
2: One maid made a statement claiming that during the... Sorry.
1: <laughs> Mike's stroking what he hey would Hey now, want. don't chin be mean. Would want chin. to be yeah, his, go away. his goatee. Shut go up. Go away! Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Inappropriate. Like, oh, 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 he's stroking his chin. Stroking <laughs>
2: what he wants to be a goatee. <laughs> one maid made a statement claiming that during that time, she found the room completely... During one time, sorry. She found the room completely empty, like devoid of personal effects. There was no clothes, no nothing in it, even though she had already been checked in. My Marie Claire article also makes a point of stating there were not many entrances to the room, like check-ins, using her key card, and none before her death, although that doesn't necessarily cover entrances without key cards or exits, i.e. the windows.
3: The, the window, the in? window, the second story what floor window. Was
2: she on? That's a good question. I would assume the second, because she was room to...
1: Well, the thing is is in Europe it 2805, the fourth so floor, floor is zero, one, and then two. two, So it's technically floor 3 for us, mm-hmm. but floor oh, two it. for Europe.
2: Good to note. Yeah. She so was it in 2805. Been, so she yeah. could have been on the third so,
1: floor. So cuz if you watch Emily in Paris, she's like I'm uh, on the fifth floor yeah. and then it's like no, you're on the fourth floor because Yeah. Oh. Or she's on the she's like I'm on the fifth floor, but she's on the sixth in her apartment. Yeah. Got to. Okay. actually the in Amer the American sixth floor is the a European fifth floor.
2: Cuckoo, coo, coo. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So she apparently spent significant time outside the room and called Belgian numbers from the room while she was there. Investigators searched fruitlessly for her family. She was determined to be in her early 20s, but the trail ran cold and nothing more was learned about her. An investigation of the woman's luggage made the case more confusing. In an interview with Refinery29, Unsolved Mysteries co-creator Terry dunn stated she had no identification on her, no passport, no license, no keys, no cosmetics, and no toiletries except for a men's cologne and very little of clothing. Here's here's where it becomes a mystery. All of the tags in her clothes had been removed and she had no passport. Like I said, no ID, no nothing, none of that. The other weird thing is that she didn't have any pants, like no bottoms, no no skirt, no trousers, no... Like, no dresses. Nothing that would cover the bottom portion of her body, other than what she was wearing when she one. died.
1: What was she wearing when she died?
2: A uh, pajama that? shirt. Pajama shorts, a blazer, and then, like, a black top. It's all black. Yeah. So, no bottoms found, but she was wearing pants or a skirt or something when she checked in. Yeah. Or a dress. Something, obviously, because she's in the lobby. Right. <laughs> so, fuck? no well, pants. It could have just
3: been, a, like, a trench coat.
2: Uh, I guess. Yeah, maybe. With no pants? Oh, God. Okay. The door appeared to have been double locked from inside, and the serial numbers on the gun that she'd used to quote-unquote commit suicide had been removed with acid. Wow, yeah. Which, that indicates it was a professional job. Most black market gun listers file off the serial numbers. Mm -hmm. That's usually the practice, which can actually still be recovered by the FBI and traced. Yep. A gun acid removal, though, of the serial numbers is a meticulous and tedious job. That can only be done by those who know what they're doing.
1: Yeah.
3: Dun, I don't know.
2: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's what the FBI agent said. I don't
3: yeah. know.
2: Because <laughs> yep. I, I thought it was interesting that they can. No one else who
3: can... wouldn't be in that practice would go through that yeah. trouble. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought it was cool that even if you file it off, like that seems pretty permanent to me. I don't know. I'm not illegally like trading. Guns. I'm not an arms dealer, but filing it off seems pretty permanent to me. So them, that the fact that yeah. they can still track it is cool. I thought. Yeah, that's I know. As I've said, investigators noted that the room had been double locked from the inside, which they initially used to support the theory that Farragate had indeed died by suicide. But that piece of information is not as conclusive as one might think. So she had the key card switchy deadbolt done and the the latch on the top that everybody has like when you open the door and you peek out that part latched. Yeah
1: the security latch Mm -hmm. or whatever.
2: So they actually did do a cool test and then I googled it on YouTube because I Google weird shit like how to live through a shark attack how to get out of a trunk weird shit like that. So I googled what this would look like because it doesn't show in the documentary. So you can do like a piece of string and close the door behind you and then like pull that security thing through and then pull your string back and it'll look like it's been locked from the inside so I thought that was kind of Scary. Yeah, also- I've
1: seen videos on how to get it unhooked too, mm-hmm. which is even scarier. That's horrifying. I know. And I'm like, and I saw one with, with like sliding doors. How people can, if you don't have like the latch, <gasps> like or like the you know the arm that mm-hmm. like goes on the slide, like so the door can't like open at all. You know, oh, or like you okay. can put a piece of wood like in the door so oh my that God, that's people, fucking scary. So I'm just now I understand. Yeah. It's scary. It's a scary world. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> Holy I'm like, sick. I love hotels, I mean, obviously, but...
3: Locks are really there for people who follow the rules.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, God.
3: Someone like. who... <laughs> like... Someone who wants to get in somewhere, you get in somewhere.
2: That's true. Hey, yeah. ask
3: any firefighter, ask any construction worker who's done demo. Uh-huh. Just... You want to get into a room, you, you're getting in there. It just depends on what tools you're going to use.
1: You're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. So... So yeah, so basically they could have like Done the staged string thing. It, like yeah. a lot of
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Staged the suicide. With the door locked and there was no balcony. So yeah, she's not on the main well, level and a lot of no those windows
1: don't open enough for you to
2: jump go out, out or whatever. Scale I mean, it. At least nowadays Depend. they're not. Yeah,
3: those mm-hmm. that's more new construction. But
2: mm-hmm. so how else could this happen? Investigators said at the time, though it is possible someone could would have to know what they were doing, which police believe supported the assassination theory. So they thought she was a spy.
3: Yeah, I was I about say, to say the same thing.
2: I was like, this sounds dun, like MI6 shit. Or like, a, and that she'd yeah. been taken out by one of or her own, KGB or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this giving these vibes. For so sure. that
2: yeah. So they thought that she was a an assassin that had been taken out by one of her own for not following the rules. There was also evidence that someone had showered recently, as there was a wet towel on the rug in the bathroom, and the shower walls had still been wet when investigators arrived. The Oslo woman was not freshly showered. <laughs> and even though she was, th- this is also really weird to me. She w- Even though she was neatly dressed in all black with her high-heeled shoes on, she was also wearing eye makeup. She looked like she was ready to go out for the night. In 2016, Ferriate's body was exhumed to obtain a complete DNA profile. She still this day remains unidentified, but the new information revealed that she was about 24 years old at the time of her death and was of European heritage. Hotel employees who spoke with her also said she sounded as though she may have been from east germany norwegian intelligence officer ola kaldagger said she believed jennifer farragate was a secret agent who had been tracked down and murdered kaldagger said it is common for secret agents to remove the tags from their clothes as well as the serial numbers on their guns and then they kind of like dove into this on the unsolved mysteries so you can't track where they even bought their clothes Mm -hmm. to track what country they come from Mm -hmm. it's so in depth
1: now i want to take all the tags out of my clothes that's what i said i was like if
2: i were ever to
3: why, like, why are you are no, you planning just, to do any espionage
1: no well, if i were ever to later day i mean lululemon already you do take the tag out the only thing that identifies um lululemon is the insignia in on your, your zipper the well yeah the zipper <laughs> and then on the um inside so like when you rip your tag out it'll tell you like there's a there's always a little sticker sorry i was talking away from my mic but there's always a little sticker somewhere on lululemon in a pocket oh. uh, that tells you what size the item is because when you rip the tag out like obviously you'd have no idea what size it is because there's like no tags on the inside except for the long one in lululemon the long one that has like the pricing information on it no the, it's like a long skinny tag oh and it's like meant and it to has, be removed yeah cause, oh cause, very cool Tags are itchy annoying when you work out, and too. just annoying in general. Yeah, that too. My brother—we always had to cut the tags off of my brother and sister's clothes because they like it bothered them. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this was a
2: fun thing that I didn't know. I didn't know if that was an American thing, but back in the '90s, when guests would stay and there wasn't a payment secured on file, the front desk was able to alert guests to this notification via a message that would pop up on the TVs. So before you could proceed and continue to watch your, you know, pay for, pay-per-view for pay porn or whatever it is, your cartoons that you were watching, you have to acknowledge that message. And then we'll put this on the Instagram because there are lots of pictures of this. Basically, it's like this green old timey thing that comes up on your TV screen and says, you need to see the front desk, it's urgent. And you mm-hmm. have to acknowledge it. And there's a timestamp of when you acknowledge it. Like, okay. so the front yeah. desk knows when you've seen that i thought that was pretty cool for like, like on the 1995 it's pretty cool mm-hmm. like saying like it stops okay. your program mm-hmm. oh damn that's like, annoying yeah but you gotta <laughs> fucking pay your shit you know what i mean like yeah yeah they're like god damn it hot done. miss lady <laughs> you're done <laughs> <laughs> miss hot lady you got to come down and give us some fucking money you know anyway yeah. they were probably pissed because they were like the lady who delivered the food service was like yeah she gave me a 50 dollar crone and they were like I give it a shit. <laughs> she's not a nice lady According to the Unsolved Mysteries episode, she entered the room for the first time on Wednesday, May 31st, at 10.44 p.m. She entered again Thursday at 12.21 a.m., Thursday at 8.34 a.m., Friday at 8.50 a.m., and Friday at 11.03 a.m. So kind of in and out Mm
1: -hmm.
2: on Thursday and Friday.
1: What's
2: she doing? Staying out late coming in at late times, which then kind of cooked the theory in police's mind. Okay, maybe she is an escort or sex worker.
1: Yeah, like, that's the other thing I was thinking like. Yeah, like leaving at 11, out.
2: coming back at yeah, almost 12.30 in the morning. And no pants.
3: There could have been other spies and stuff too who've-
1: No pants is weird.
3: Used her in the past or, you know, gotten to know her or something or she knew some-
1: She's a high-end stripper <laughs> yeah. for celebrities and politicians.
3: And spies. I'm
1: fucking dead. Like an easy A. Do no, you get the reference? No pants. You look like a high-end stripper, like for celebrities and politicians. <laughs> it's there been a long go. time since I've seen those movies. I'm yeah. still laughing over the, and no pants. said, yeah. like, Oh, my
2: God. That's
3: why I was thinking a trench coat, too, because sometimes, you know, you just they wear just a trench come coat in and their lingerie.
2: Take it off. Oh, my God. I just got Gabby and Mags these really nice trench coats for Christmas. Like, they're high-end classy shit. Ma- Maggie put it on and she was like feeling herself in it because it's like a black trench coat yeah. and I got Gabby a nice like New York plaid black and white one that buttons up the front and Maggie was like oh my god I love this I'm gonna wear it everywhere and I was like yeah you should be naked under that and then flash the next guy that, you see you get with it. she's like oh I'm gonna do that and I was like yeah tell me how it goes
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> that's like something you just you should do movies. that to Nolan
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear lingerie right? that's why you're naked under the nice coat oh. you just be like bam I <laughs> I mean. Well, he, <laughs> I basically do that with my robe, so we're oh, good. there I have go. a nice fuzzy robe. Yeah, that's true. Okay. goodbye, <laughs>
2: everybody. But. So, she didn't use her card after that last check-in on Friday, 11.03 a.m., So, which is the morning before she was found dead. So, like, full 24 hours before she was found dead. So, she didn't leave her room until she was
3: dead. Deceased. Carried I was going out. to say, I was gonna say killed.
2: I was she gonna didn't say leave killed. a room
3: until she was killed. Then she left.
2: But we don't know if she was killed, so I was going to just say dead.
1: Because she was dead and cold and smelling like potato smelling salad. Smelling like a rotten potato. body. Potato. potato. Sorry. Mm. That's way too much. Potato! <laughs> and her bratwurst slash potato salad Oh yeah, nastiness. the bratwurst in there? Oh. That does
2: not sound appetizing. I'm sorry. Maybe that's a Norwegian thing there. We don't know. I don't know. Well, that makes sense, because if she's German, <gasps>
3: you gotta say, bratwurst. Like,
2: Die Stuckwurst. hmm. Whatever that is. Uh, it's a sausage. Oh, okay. She did not use her card after that. And the, this is what. So, this is when the first message was sent to Jennifer's TV was on Thursday afternoon. But she acknowledged that on Friday morning. Like, oh, okay, I've seen it. But her TV stayed on the whole time, also, was another weird thing. The second message was sent on Friday night and was answered just minutes after it, it was sent. So, she saw it like almost right away, acknowledged it. She used the hotel's pay TV twice, once on Friday and once on Saturday. Because she did not enter her room too often, police theorized that she spent most of her time there preparing for her suicide. Quote, suicide.
1: We gotta sit and prepare. Mm. With my watch some paid movies. 30 to 40 bullets for my one suicide. (laughs) For my
2: one self. Jesus Christ. No pants. No without Mm. pants. No kips. (laughs) No
3: pants. So I have a theory.
2: On oh. uh, no pants or all the bullets?
3: With all the bullets.
2: What the fuck? As is a well with a bullet? as the
3: test round that she fired. In the pillow. In the pillow. Mm-hmm. And then killing herself in the end, right? That she was possibly going to go murder someone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Ta-na, ta-na, like a different spy. Ta-na. And it was
3: a reason. Well, either a different spy or she wasn't even a, a spy. Just either an escort or just someone who was down on her luck or got kicked out of the house. Mm, no pants. True. No. Kind of a deal kicked out of the house you know had the the husband who had his mistress or whatever else it is and was going to go kill the husband
1: or she's the mistress and and was going to kill one
3: she was right uh she was made up so she wanted to feel pretty good about herself or whatever she was feeling depressed and wanted to go kill him so she uh you know got the weapon and all the bullets and just shoved it into her bag and left and took it and then tested it out to see if it worked the pillow can act as a silencer so they didn't hear that shot to see if it worked and then it couldn't deal with herself couldn't handle the thought like oh my god i'm about to do this my life is over and i'm gonna go to jail and you know this isn't worth it and i'm gonna take my own life kind of a deal
2: sure and now we're gonna do the rest of the episode now it's just
1: the mike and Sophie's sophie so- uh, Mi- Gab- mike Gab. and sophie show <laughs> she doing I am, good i'm doing she my own. 75 soft i'm on day eight and Woo. I keep forgetting that my gym closes early on Sunday, so I have to leave <laughs> and go to the gym and finish my workout. So. We love you long time. Have a good workout. Thank you. We'll miss love you. Love you guys. All of you, listeners included. Okay, bye. Love you, Gab. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so detectives learned more about Jennifer's stay from several witnesses. When two hotel maids visited her room shortly before 1 p.m. on Thursday, it was empty. Like, no one had even been staying there. That would mean that no one was in the room from Thursday morning until 8 50 a.m. on Friday when she used her key card to enter. No one knows where she was during that 20 hour period. Did she know someone in Oslo? Was someone else with her during her visit? Did she wander around Oslo all day and all night? While in the room, one of the mains also noticed a nice pair of shoes that Jennifer had. This one's funny in the...
3: These is bloody shoes. In the
2: documentary, that's literally what she said. She's yeah. like, they were these gorgeous like black red bottom high heels and mm-hmm. i noticed them sitting up by the wind oh my god i'm a woman and i have a shit ton of shoes and i didn't even know what they were called um but the maids were like admiring them and talking about them how pretty they were
3: isn't that the the signature look of louis vuittons
2: it that might be right okay but i'm saying like i'm a girl and i have up. a million shoes and i don't even know so that's do
3: you have any louis vuittons
2: pretty good i'm poor so no
3: okay <laughs> Is there a wrong thing with me being a guy and knowing about women's shoes?
2: No, I'm saying I love it. Go. I'm saying it's a compliment. God damn it. Just let me be nice
3: to you. know. go. <laughs> I don't take compliments well.
2: I just kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <sighs> so when her body was found, guess what the maids noticed was missing?
3: The shoes, Those the nice beautiful shoes,
2: beautiful fucking yep. shoes. So that was kind of weird. They were, She was wearing a different set of black pumps. So the maid was able to confirm that the ones she had seen and admired were different from the ones that Jennifer was wearing when she was deceased. Is it Louis Vuitton?
3: It's Louis Vuitton, yeah.
2: <laughs> we confirmed. Mike Mike was right. Mike knows women lady shoes.
3: I know the pop culture reference, reference of that.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, I having
3: just... red on the bottom of your shoes is a fancy thing.
2: Uh, I know because that, they are but Louis I didn't Vuittons. know what they were yeah. uh, called.
3: Christian Louis Vuitton.
2: So the maid also noticed that one of the sets of sheets for the beds was unused, and she had placed it in the closet previously. However, when Jennifer's body was... Oh, God. I just realized that that sounded Jennifer's like... Body. Yeah, like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> when it was found...
3: Megan Fox movie.
2: Yeah. Both sets of sheets were on the beds, which... If if you were staying there, why... Uh, anyway, it's just like kind of a, like one of those minor things that are kind of a little bit weird.
3: Putting sheets over the sheets? Yes. Huh.
2: When you're gonna kill yours.
3: I mean, maybe she was like, well, this way it won't go through to the mattress.
2: And then it did still go through the mattress. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. So on Friday morning, a hotel employee witnessed Jennifer entering her room and placing the do not disturb sign on her door, which we know, remember, stayed on her door for Mm -hmm. two days before she was found. After that, she apparently never left her room again. When her body was discovered, the meal she had ordered, that lovely sausage and potato salad, was found in the room half eaten. Interestingly, Jennifer's autopsy showed that the meal was still undigested in her stomach which our Italian Montezzi case taught Mike and I a lot about this, a lot about digestion and what it tells us about the time of death. So this meant that she had either died on Friday night or ate her meal almost. it, It definitely had to be within that last 24 hours after it was delivered. But yes, like Mike said, if it's undigested, you probably ate it closer to six hours before you died. Several weapons experts told the investigating detective that the gun was significantly older than police believed because the serial number had been acid washed off of it. It was kind of a little bit harder to track down. So they kind of only had like a ballpark of where it was made and, and what exactly it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: One expert claims that the gun was not an authentic Browning pistol, but was instead an hung- a Hungarian copy from the 1960s or 1970s, so 30 to 40 years prior, that was made of parts from several different weapons, which I don't know a lot about guns. So like that, I thought that was cool. Is that a common thing? Or is that like a, a common black market thing? I mean, do you think
3: it's kind of a common thing?
2: Oh, just in general?
3: Yeah, you can get uh, different pieces that fit together. Whoa! So even like a um, like an M fourteen setup. Okay. The M fourteen is kind of just the base of it, and then you can get different modded parts Whoa. that are assembled into one thing, and so it's not necessarily an M fourteen from the different things, but it's well, just a, mm-hmm.
2: okay. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. The more you know. He believes that the gun was produced by the Hung- Hungarian factory F E G. It looks like F E G. Yeah. Like a fig, but with an E. Right. And was used as a military weapon however he also believes that the barrel was produced at the browning factory the original manufacturer in belgium in 1990 or 1991. to him it appears the gun was not well maintained suggesting that it may have been used by criminals Weg- how
3: about that
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> what wagner notes that jennifer was not very tall and had small hands he says that she had a quote very special hand grip end quote on the gun she did not have the usual grip She had an opposite one, with a thumb on the trigger and her fingers on the side of the handle.
3: So she's left-handed.
2: Well, it was in her right hand, but it was like...
3: Oh, unusual. Okay, I thought you said... Yeah, like backwards. The grip of the gun, the actual physical gun...
2: No, he just thought... ...was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just thought that the way she was holding it backwards was Mm -hmm. um, odd for a suicide. He does not understand how she was able to hold such a powerful weapon with such a strange grip. Retired crime scene investigator Greer Skowg says that the gun is a tough one with a very strong recoil. It is heavy, powerful, and more of an assault weapon than one you would use to kind of carry around to protect yourself with. Mm-hmm. He says that normally the weapon would be thrown away from the body because it has such a kickback. So if in this case, if she had been holding it exactly how investigators found her, it was on her chest. So with her thumb on the trigger pointing it at herself instead of like holding it up to her temple like mm-hmm. we see in movies and shit, it would have been like thrown away from the body, not laying on her chest because it has such a kickback after it was discharged. So when a person fires the gun, the recoil is quite strong and it it would have pushed back. I kind of already said that, but I just included (laughs) it. That's just from his report. He thinks that it is very odd that the gun did not fall out of Jennifer's hands. He also notes that the recoil would also leave scratches or other marks on her hand. However, none were found. Also, the biggest thing for me is the Well, we can talk about our theories at the end. But the biggest thing for me is there's no gun residue or blood on Mm -hmm. her own hand. That's really suspicious to me. He thinks a second person was there that night. Wegner has several theories as to why Jennifer was in Oslo. She may have been involved in drug smuggling. She may have been a flight attendant. She did kind of match the general description of ones that had stayed in the hotel previously. She could have been a top class uh, escort. Sorry, they said prostitute. I don't love that word. but She may have been a secret agent for another country's intelligence service or she may have been an assassin. However, no evidence has ever been found to support any of these theories, unfortunately. The Plaza Hotel was the top luxury hotel in Oslo at that time. Several country leaders and influential people had stayed there often. Several international top political meetings had been held there. Secret negotiations between Israel and Palestinian authorities were also held there recently. These meetings were kept secret because they're internal political affairs. After the Israeli-Palestinian peace talks, Norway was involved in many peacekeeping negotiations. However, at the time of Jennifer's death, there was no political meetings being held there. A businessman who was referred to only as Mr. F in room 2804, right across the hall from Jennifer's room, this man claimed to be from Belgium and checked in on June 2nd. So if we're remembering the timeline, our Jennifer checked in May 31st, found dead June 3rd. So, Mr. F told authorities that he had been told that Jennifer had been found dead and was asked if he had seen anything suspicious. However, Mr. F checked out promptly on June 3rd and before she was found dead. You think that's kind of weird?
3: I think it's weird they were able to actually question him and everything. Because if he were a spy,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you kill the person and you get out.
2: Later day. Yeah. Like, hmm.
3: really? You don't stick around like, well, yeah, that's I paid true. for this room. It's
2: <laughs> true. I paid,
3: I paid for, for this room. room and i have some room service coming i heard the um the sausage and potatoes are really good so i think i'm going to stick around for a little bit if you guys want to no. you know do your investigation just you know to try not to be too loud i i'm trying to get some sleep i want to go down to the pool a little <laughs> bit later relax it's my vacation so
2: enjoy my potato salad yeah, that's
3: of exactly <laughs> oh
2: my god
3: so, I, I don't think that that person had anything to do with a murder. The fact that he's was... called Mr. F. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird too. Keeping a secret. it secret. Might have been a politi- uh, politician.
2: Oh, good looks, good looks. Yeah.
3: As well as maybe the politician did call an escort and then she was an assassin and was going to kill the politician. But then another spy uh, interfered mm-hmm. and the politician was none the wiser mm-hmm. and so still stayed in his room. And did whatever he wanted and, you know.
2: I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And that Mr. F has never been located or confirmed, like, identity. Like, who he actually was. I don't think that there's
3: many people with the last name F.
2: That's very very true. But like you said, he could have been an international, somebody important or, you know, from somewhere else. So that's probably why they never found him. Mm -hmm. Ola Kaldiger of the Norwegian Intelligence Service, who I quoted earlier thinks that Jennifer's death was a professional operation because of all the evidence that was removed because it was just it was just too clean. Mm-hmm. Believing that someone cleaned up the case afterwards. No family members ever came asking for her. There were no traces left of who she was. And he says if she was an intelligence agent that was killed in that way, both sides would have to be very quiet about it. The government would go to the family, give them money, and tell them to keep quiet. Your daughter hush, is a hush. hero. Yep. Yep. End of story. They would then take care of her family for the rest of their lives, which is very common for professional intelligence organizations.
3: Man, see, I need to have a kid and make him a spy.
2: I when I was younger, I wanted of. to be. Oh <laughs> god! Oh my god! I'll Sorry. Always be taken <laughs> Bad care take. Of.
3: Yeah. Bad take on that. That's <laughs> insensitive. I apologize, but
2: apologize to your future children. But
3: I mean, like being paid by the government to just like for
2: forever to be to quiet? just like not gossip. Yeah. It's just,
3: like all right, cool. i'll I'll take a check every month sure
2: yep i don't ever i i can never talk publicly about what happened to my daughter there you go and everything is paid for until i die okay i'm okay with that yeah i'd be okay with that too Mm -hmm. there's new technology that did not exist in 1995 one thing that police did not collect at the time was jennifer's dna dna testing was not commonly used by norwegian police in the 90s but a blood sample of hers had initially been kept however it's unclear as to why, but a year after she had passed away, so in 1996, it was destroyed.
3: Sounds pretty sketchy.
2: I know. Police also destroyed all of the evidence in the case because they had ruled it a suicide, which... Right. Which was, was
3: the intent, as I well know. as if you are a spy and there's loose ends, like police reports and different evidence that could tie you to a murder, Burn it. you go about your ways paying people off and or sneaking into places and
2: you make it go away yeah Mm-hmm. okay so as a result the only way to get her dna was to exhume her body so on november 16th gross i know on november 16th 2016 jennifer's body was exhumed from her grave wagner hoped that something would be found that would help lead to her identity Skog was surprised that, that there was i don't you're not gonna like this sorry so much left of her after 25 years like
3: after 25 years isn't
2: that insane Ugh. it's not great i watched um a different thing of a like a true crime documentary but they exhumed a body to see if if who she had thought had been her rapist was actually her father and it was after like 30 or 40 years or something but when they dug it up he was waterlogged and like still in like in contact that and they said this something very similar like oh my god we're so surprised there's so much left of him and i was like huh, huh, uh, mm, oh god fortunately police were able to get a full dna profile from her remains they sent the dna for analysis and the results showed that she was of european heritage
3: oh no way <laughs> <laughs> i thought we already knew that
2: what yeah. yeah i guess they were just confirming but you know okay german accent yeah how she looked, where mm-hmm. she was, I would have said that from there. I thing.
3: mean, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck.
2: If we're following duck tracks and following duck shit and hear ducks, it's a duck. So, isotope analysis indicated that she was most likely lived in northern Germany at a young age, hence the northern German accent. <sighs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just keep going.
2: One of the front desk operators had said that Jennifer spoke German with an eastern German accent. So she might have been from East Germany. I don't think it really matters what part of Germany she lived in. They just know she was from Germany, but that's just my take.
3: I mean some Germans would disagree with you there, but
2: Okay, probably actually. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Or
3: like I mean that's the equivalent of um, oh, shit,
2: us here in the South know, Midwest and, and Southerners and yep.
3: East Coast and Blaston. West Coast. And
2: yeah, okay. That's true. All you you're right, you're right. I was I was wrong. Sorry about that. <laughs> so her autopsy indicated that she was 5'2", and the new measurements came to a similar conclusion, however, they suggested she might have been five three or a bit taller. With heels on. With heels on! (laughs) Wagner wondered if there were any other ways to determine Jennifer's identity. On her registration card, she would claimed to be 21. At the autopsy, the doctor determined that she was about 30, plus or minus 5 years, which I thought was, like, (laughs) way, like, way out of left field. Um, One of the other investigators said that during the Cold War between 1955 and 1963, there were above-ground nuclear test bomb detonations across the globe. Mm -hmm. And then these detonations created an increase in the C-14 levels in the atmosphere. Don't worry, this is relevant, I swear. Certain structures, like enamel in your teeth, will incorporate the C-14 that was in the atmosphere at that time. So they can use the teeth to birthdate an individual by looking at the C-14 content compared with that atmospheric levels. In early 2018, one of the investigators and his team determined that Jennifer was most likely born in 1971, which would have made her 24 at the time of her death. Wagner believes that this has brought them closer to the solution of the mystery. Assuming a margin of error, she's believed to have been born between 70 and 72. So pretty narrowed from the original 30 plus or minus five years. She most likely lived in East Germany in her childhood and youth. Her attache case and blazer were also from German manufacturers, which they happened to be able to track down. Her torquoise screen travel bag was made by Travelite, a German company. And the type of dental work done on her was popular there at the time. Oh, I was
3: going to say it was German dental work. Yeah. You could tell.
2: You could tell. Yeah,
3: they signed it. <laughs> Hans.
2: Uh, Wie design. <laughs> yeah. Johans. Finally, witnesses confirmed again that she spoke German. Wagner decided to work with Europe's largest newspaper, the Bild-Zeitung, in Berlin. About 10 million people read it daily. Wow. He had hoped that someone would recognize Jennifer. They received many tips and information. However, nothing has helped them solve the case yet to this day. Wagner also looked into the possibility of police using genetic genealogy to try and identify her. It has not yet been used in Norway, actually, to save a case. Save a case? Solve a case is what I meant. <laughs> Police are currently looking into it and are planning to conduct a comprehensive study of DNA in criminal cases. However, this work may take several years. Wegner thinks it's important for society to try and solve cases like Jennifer's. He believes that she deserves to have her name on a gravestone. He thinks that the only way this case will be solved is if someone recognizes her. He is certain that there are people out there who know who she is. The other kind of things that were weird was on her registration card, along with the fake name, she also listed an address that didn't exist in belgium so when the investigators went to that exact address it doesn't it it doesn't work obviously (laughs) tried to go to that address yeah they attempted and then the place of work that she listed also is not a company that exists so he still has hope
3: which i mean if you were planning something nefarious like that you probably wouldn't give them i mean even nowadays girls will go to bars and even just talking to dudes they'll make up a whole fake persona and tell you they do something sp- like different and oh. they work for someone else and they live oh. somewhere else and it's a whole thing <laughs> oh. just so they can you know be someone else for the night and it's a fun thing and girl I don't know
2: sure wow yeah okay sure
3: it's a common thing i've heard
2: uh because of all my trauma i'd actually thought about moving back out east like to a different state not new hampshire mm-hmm. but somewhere bigger like new york or maine or wherever and then just saying i was an only child and my parents died in a car accident and just mm-hmm. like Changing my name and starting over. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, who do you think the Norway's Oslo woman was? High end. Someone escort? who got in
3: too deep for her own good.
2: A lady 007.
3: It's possible that she was a spy or an assassin.
2: A woman scorned by a politician. Like it you could said. have
3: also been possible that it was someone who got involved with criminals mm-hmm. and they wanted to later daze her.
2: Like they said, like with the drug trafficking theory. So
3: it could have been like a a mob hit. It could have been all these different groups that are quote unquote professional criminals, Mm -hmm. which is spies, which is technically legal, but. Right. It's so
2: crazy. Yeah.
3: So it is something that either involved espionage, foul play or professional killers. Damn. In some aspect. I do believe that.
2: Woo. Oh my God. I don't know.
3: There are, you know, too many different things that are, like you said, too clean, too worked out and too, mm-hmm. you know, sorted out. Yeah. To be any anything else.
2: It's, it's too hoity-toity for me to be like, there's just too many red flags. No gun residue or blood mm-hmm. on her hand. Yeah. No, like the fact that the bullet that was shot into the pillow was centimeters mm-hmm. away from where she was shot in the head. Like it's perfectly in the center of her forehead. That's weird. There's no pants. Okay. We can explain the way the pants, but like. There's no right. bottoms. It's, it's just, it like you said, it's too clean. Other mm-hmm. than the salad, it's too clean. Very weird. But like he was, sure. or she, could have been she, was sloppy enough to leave all the shower stuff. Like, I don't know. Very mysterious. It's always a case that's fascinated me. Somebody oh, absolutely. Op- so yeah. many options.
3: Yeah, I really do like these ones that Whodunit? could be spies or who, yeah! well, just the ways that people have gone about. And at the same time, it could have been someone who wasn't a spy, could have been just another criminal. But mm-hmm. people who have experience in covering things up, um, I do think that there have been a lot of cover-ups in history that have not been brought to light. Oh yeah. That you know you look at all the things and it's like, well, that doesn't make sense though.
2: Mm-hmm. Why doesn't
3: that make sense? And so,
2: what is it for you for the for this Norway Oslo woman? What is it for you that's like huge red flags?
3: Well, I mean, the fact that her thumb was still on the trigger and that it clicked afterwards mm-hmm. um, could have been one as well, just because that means it had to be pressed in or placed on the trigger Um, so you could have saved the trigger and they wedged it in there or something like that they made sure to do that Oh, Uh, as well as the blowback of the gun does make sense that it's Mm. you know a higher caliber it could have been a depending on the the powder content of the bullets Mm -hmm. you know sometimes bullets have different kickback or you know different amounts of kickback and so it could have you know gotten lodged on her finger or been held held so tightly in her hand that she didn't let go of it however the investigator even pointed out that you know most likely it would have been
2: thrown across thrown the room. across the room mm-hmm. i wonder if there there was another case that i was looking for us to do in the future but when the guns press directly to a person's skin there's a burn mark yeah. from the bullet i yep. would have been a little interested there's even to burn know. marks from
3: you know point blank range
2: yeah yeah two feet away or mm-hmm. something is like the Minimum, I think, for burns or the max, something like max that. Max for burns, something. Yeah, I, I couldn't find anything about it, but this is a script that I kind of pulled together right before we recorded today. Oh, that's okay. But I'm wondering yeah. if, like, if, if, there, if there were any had, burns, or yeah, anything on like that. her forehead from that right. gun. But
3: that doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't a suicide. That's true. Um, it, you know, could have been a suicide. It could have easily been held in her, but well, not easily held in her hand. It could have happened to be held in her hand. Like I said before, it could have been a bereaved wife that was planning to go kill someone, planning to do whatever, but mm-hmm. just couldn't handle the situation, couldn't handle herself. Yeah. She also could have been there checking in with her husband, and people do weird role-play things, too, and <laughs> not in a kinky sense, right? But oh, okay. more in a sense of some people like the fact that they, they plan to meet at a certain bar or a certain hotel okay. or something and pretend to be strangers, for the weekend or for the night or whatever but in reality they're a married couple and they have been for 20 years or something along those lines
2: but you're saying this is not for a kinky thing this sounds like a kinky well thing.
3: that's not the kinky part it's just the, the role play part so oh. it's not like a
2: what's well with, i don't what's know there's a there's with a, with
3: there's the a line there's a line to cross for kinky and not kinky
2: <laughs> what's with all the bullets then
3: oh no the bullets have nothing to do with it oh okay The bullets were not the kinky thing that was the the fake name, the fake address, and the the guy oh. who checked in with her. Yes, kind okay. of a deal. I got what you're saying. And then afterwards, after a couple of days or something, then she found out something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had a mistress, or had lied to her about something, mm-hmm. or whatever else. And they were trying to save their marriage through this thing. But then she ended up finding out that something sure. was going to kill herself, or kill him, mm-hmm. or plan something, and try to get away with it. Which could have been the reasoning for the tags, or the reasoning for whatever, or anything like that, and decided to kill herself.
2: Got it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: So, however, the mob is another thing that I mentioned a little bit before.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't think about the mob. Yeah. Damn it. I was more thinking like Gab, like KGB or like yeah. CIA. Yeah, spies and the cool of, ones. Yeah, yeah,
3: The cool yeah. ones, the good guys, the... 007 you know, with the that. cool cars Absolutely. and
2: the hot shoes. At the
3: same time, there are other that's true facets of professional killers
2: Yeah, who aren't all
3: good guys, quote, unquote. That's true. And the the mob has been always pre uh, uh present mm-hmm. in I guess prevalent is a you know, another word that I'm gonna say I'm gonna okay. I was gonna say prevalent but
2: prominent prominent is that the word you're looking for
3: no prevalent oh prevalent <laughs> widespread in a particular area
2: oh okay or
3: sure. at a particular time
2: yeah okay mm-hmm. so yeah I wonder what Gab thinks secret agent we'll have to ask her for the next episode so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: back into look at this um getting back into what I was saying. The mob was always a very prevalent force. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Force in Europe throughout mm-hmm. history. Different mobs, different gangs, different groups, even political groups versus actual governments and spies and, and things.
2: When I think of were, Germany, I think of a peaceful new teleplace.
3: Oh, that is not what I think of. No, think I think of, of, like, Cold War Hitler? Germany. Oh, okay. No.
2: Oh, okay. I think of
3: Cold War Germany, East East Berlin versus West Berlin, East Shit. Germany, West yeah. Berlin, Germany, kind of a deal. The, you know, Berlin Wall, all that stuff, you know, still plays a huge role on life today, I think.
2: Do you think there are a lot of German mobs? Do you think that that's where she came from? Or do you think she came from somewhere completely else and she was so good, she could fake a German accent?
3: I mean, I don't, I don't know if it really matters if, if it's German or Russian or... Oh. Polish, or I think there's a mob everywhere. There is organized uh, crime.
2: Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah in every yeah, part of the yeah, world. You're right, you're right, you're right, right. But like on this level of professionalism?
3: Oh, for sure. Damn, dude. Because it's so ingrained years and years and years in the past. Fuck. You know, different controlling of, of different things. And some of the reasoning for espionage was like, um, because the mob was getting so much control that they were almost controlling the government.
2: Oh shit! Yes, that's right. New York had a huge issue with mm-hmm. um, with that. But anyway, I love the. Is it bad of me that I even if she was a criminal, I still love the idea of a lady badass, like a lady, like the the Oslo woman. Right. I so love this idea. of Women have of actually of her. been
3: used for a, a, quite a long time.
2: Not the idea of her being killed. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. No, I, well, no, no. no. The idea so, of her being um, a badass. Women
3: as spies. Women mm-hmm. as yes. um covert agents. Operations or. Oh. At the same time, covert agents and, and espionage also uses different informants, mm-hmm. different, I guess informants is probably the best word there. Yeah, yep. And so she could have been brought in as an informant and then not been useful anymore or had been mm. selling secrets to both sides or something. Oh,
2: like a know, double, double, double agent. Double agent.
3: Yep. Yeah, and so what we think of as a spy isn't always going through, you know, your training and stuff like that and then 007 and, and all kinds of things mm-hmm. through your own connected network. Oftentimes, a spy is just someone that was approached by a CIA handler. CIA. C- a. C- a- a. For example, a CIA handler
2: mm-hmm.
3: and said, well, I'll do this for you if you get me intel on, you know, Johnny down the street. And it's like, well, who's Johnny on the street? You don't need to know that. Right. He owns the sandwich shop or something, but he's doing <laughs> shady stuff. So we just need to collect in- <laughs> intel on him. Right. And so there are. Probably I millions of spies out there who are just doing small parts and they're not actually like agents. Sure. Or an agency. They're just like you know, they're just informants mm-hmm. for, you know, different agents, different spies, different handlers. Whew. And so she could have, like I said, so cool. found out something that she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Either from the mob or from another uh
2: I don't know intelligence why I, group. I didn't think of the mob. I mm. was so focused on like
0: Yeah. spies.
2: What well, yeah, what's it called? Um tunnel vision espionage. oh tunnel okay. vision. yep i was so tunnel vision on the secret agent thing mm-hmm. that i didn't even think about the mob and you know the mob is very hoity-toity they're clean they take care of their own that's One what i'm of saying them.
3: they're professionals that's a good theory man mm-hmm.
2: i hope mama Christie's proud of that theory <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that is my mystery for this week you like that you like the that kind of style oh of yeah mystery? espionage I'm just thinking for
3: espionage uh, and yeah, future episodes. Future episodes. Yeah. I mean, don't do everything just for me, but it is nice (laughs) to be considered every once in a while.
2: Well, before we. okay, so before we started the podcast, when I was scripting a couple of the first episodes, I texted both. We have like a pod group chat. I texted both Mike and Gabby and I was like, what's something that's always, you know, fascinated you or dumbfounded you? And they both texted me something very similar. Like Gabby's like, I don't think anything's ever really like gripped me like that, like otherworldly things. And I think you said something pretty similar
3: right because you were bringing up a lot of you know true crime stuff or uh, i guess different legends different mm-hmm. stories different you know ghosts and and things like that and so nothing has necessarily interested me to you know such a point where
2: you want to read about I it? i want to
3: well somewhat <laughs> in that i i used to watch like the discovery kids or something shows about different ghosts and different spirits and Discovery
2: Kids did like ghosty stuff?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh like late God. night Discovery Kids or something. Oh, mm-hmm. so
2: cool. Yeah, okay. they
3: did ghost stories. And that was always fun.
0: Yeah.
2: But
3: it was more just like, I enjoy the story. It's like, uh, yeah, whatever. I do really like espionage. Yeah. Always been in despise. And James I think Bond that fan. that's
2: a huge attraction of this case. Like, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And I really am glad I, I shouldn't have said so much that I was bummed out. I was thinking about, it while we were eating sushi. Like, I am bummed that it that unsolved mysteries did end up doing this case Mm -hmm. but at the same time maybe not because maybe through all the dna testing that we're doing now maybe we she can like finally get a name like be identified and her family can know they came out from this badass bitch like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know or maybe like
3: a lot of i guess spies or people who go into different things there you know could have had parents that were sick or or Mm -hmm. killed in a car crash or something oh that is true they could have also had family that they were estranged from
2: that's true.
3: There's plenty of different reasons they could have also had family that was in the mob that had made sure not to have any DNA evidence ever. Oh fuck yeah. You know, there are tons and tons of government and I I guess it's not all government cover ups, but it's yeah. a lot of government and uh criminal and whatever else. There's a tons of cover ups out there mm-hmm. that were framed in certain ways and displayed to the public in certain ways that everyone believes all these things and so i do love diving into like i know this isn't going to affect any big political scandal or something but there could have been a secret assassination attempt on mr f the politician who then the next week was going to go vote on some bill that you know had an effect on where an oil pipeline was placed something yeah like small things like that are all (sighs) espionage and cover-ups and and different things and so it's It's cool to think about the different possibilities about that. So cool. Mm -hmm. Also, the gadgets are usually really cool. The
2: gadgets! The cars! The fake knife lipsticks! The
3: cars, the gadgets, the... Well, the women in the show. The
2: Louis Vuitton. Of course, you know, when I
3: was a kid, just discovering all of the James Bond movies and the appeal to them.
2: The hot ladies. Hot
3: ladies, yep. Always a good add-on. Oh, what I was saying before about women uh, being used as agents... And or informants and different things like that. Is mm-hmm. that?
2: Are you gonna say something about them using their sex appeal to? Yes, and, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: So one of the reasons why she could have been dressed the way she was, like was, a- I mean, they they just said it in. Uh, I just watched a new show called The Recruit on Netflix. Oh.
2: Okay.
3: And it's a a new okay. spy show.
2: Oh, a show, not yep. a movie.
3: New new show. Oh. Yep. Okay. Um, and it's with a guy that you'll probably recognize from some of the newer movies and stuff. Would I Uh, like it? Yeah. I think so. I think it was quippy. It was funny. Cool. But it was about him becoming a lawyer for the CIA and being kind of like thrown into the deep end
2: of stuff. Yeah. It was cool. Is he the main character, Mm -hmm. the lawyer guy? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah.
3: And he's funny and goes through different things and whatever else. Okay. One of the things that he experienced in, in some bar was some girl starting to hit on him and then was, you know, not really thinking about it and was like, wait a second.
2: Oh no! Okay,
3: is this the? Uh, oh, this is so cool! This is the first time I've been sexpionaged. Oh! <laughs> uh, was she
0: pissed? No,
3: she like didn't admit that that was a thing. She's like, uh, what? Um, mm, this is getting weird. Like,
0: oh, leave me alone, oh
3: whatever. God. And then she left, like he was just being a crazy person. Yep. Later on in the show, she shows up and is like an assassin, and <laughs> it's like, ha!
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yep. So it's fucking awesome. And
3: uh of course then he goes or he he tells his other coworkers, his other partners or something like that, mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, like she tried to seduce me and all kinds of stuff. That's that's like a normal thing that people do and they're like, Yeah, no that's that's espionage one oh one. Oh
2: my god
3: oh my Is god. women have, who have the ability to use their sex appeal. Dude, if my boobs gonna back,
2: back pain, I'm gonna use it for something else. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, you have to distract that's fucking From, awesome. You know, because guys are guys. Yep. I mean, you show us boobs. One, we're yes. going to be really happy. Okay? Two, we're going to stop thinking about for at least a split second, whatever else we were thinking about. I was just whether re- we were mad or distracted or, <laughs> you know, determined to get something done. We see boobs. It's that's over. going out the window.
2: I was just resting my boobs on a bar top in downtown Minneapolis. And that's how I got my first bar job here in Minneapolis. I yep. was not looking for a job but he came and offered me a job without doing an interview on the spot. So I was like, "Oh."
3: Because it would work because you because would be able to get tips and because guys <laughs> would be able to watch their wallets less and watch you more.
2: Get tips because of my tits. Mhm. Thanks, mom. All right. So that was my
3: God.
2: <laughs> my my for
3: point in week. saying that I know that you keep trying to like finish it up, and we probably should be done here pretty soon. <laughs> but my point in saying that uh, like, women have been using their sex appeal for espionage, it doesn't necessarily mean that she was in espionage. Oh. That she was involved. She could have been an informant, or could have been trying to get information on something, and then had been
2: like for something more important later I mean, date.
3: Yeah, had later been killed. Date. <laughs> had been killed. Yeah. Just because she ended up knowing too much, or mm-hmm. saw something that she shouldn't have, or maybe was a uh, witness.
0: Ooh, for some something. case yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. and
3: so had been sent in and whatever else and even the the timeline that you were saying earlier the little
2: in between all the peace interesting. things yeah yeah in that there wasn't anything per se was, going on you Welsh. said the
3: food was ordered two days before she was found right 24 hours okay i thought it was two days no one had been in the room between no hit, one had been there. She hadn't She didn't leave the room. Left. Okay, yeah, she didn't that's leave
2: the room. Yep. Okay. she was inside. All right, she but it was still 24
3: that? hours, and then she mm-hmm. ate a little bit, and then she was killed. Mm-hmm. But then you said that what's-his-face in the very beginning, heard a gunshot,
2: the and then
3: guy. went to go get people. And that was like right before her body was found. Mm-hmm. And so does that necessarily mean that that's when she was killed?
2: Or was that the test shot? Right. Quote-unquote. Or
3: again, just... You know they need to be able to find this body,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: so someone alerting the authorities to, oh, like, okay, she's been killed, and so they used the pillow for the silencing, mm-hmm. kind of a deal.
2: Oh yeah, okay.
3: And then cleaned up things in the room, okay. set everything up, mm-hmm. and then fired that second shot hours later after they'd cleaned things up, set things up however they wanted to put her in the right position, or I guess she probably was killed on the bet, something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right but someone professional was in there cleaning that up and it could have also even just been the agency that she was working for
2: mm-hmm.
3: right it could have been a criminal against her it could have been uh, you know
2: a million I, I had a train of
3: thought on this a second ago and i lost it but
2: <laughs> yeah i wasn't trying to cut you off i was like this is like one of those rabbit hole cases oh where this we is could, true
3: we could talk for a long time on this
2: it's just so open there's yeah. so many questions yep. like We could probably talk about norway's oslo woman for hours because there's just so many possibilities of who she could have been so it's just it's just a crazy case
3: it's a mystery
2: it's a mystery (laughs) yeah it's fucking yeah that was one of my like favorite mysteries that i've ever heard of yes
3: yeah that was a good one that was a good one thank you all right well thank you guys very much for sticking with us through this uh long and winding case that we had here this week, the Oslo Woman.
2: Mm-hmm. From very Norway. Very interesting.
3: Yeah, it was very fun to talk about and dive into. If you guys have any other thoughts or any other theories, any questions for us, yeah, go ahead and send us emails, send us a rating or different reviews about what you thought about this story and other stories that you might have heard of. Otherwise, we will... I keep saying see. I keep I saying... I think they know what okay, we mean. they get it.
2: They get it. Uh, it just sounds... Yeah. It flows better.
3: We'll be back on Monday, you know, same... Time, same great channel.
2: (laughs) And until then,
3: Gabby's not here. So stay spooky.
2: Yeah, don't be shitty. Bye. Bye. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Fist. Gabby, where can they find our podcast?
1: You can find Sophie's Choice podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen. Make sure to follow and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. Email your spooky stories to Sophie's at gmail.com and make sure to like and follow at Sophie's Choice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All our links are in the show notes. We'll chat with you, Murderies, next week. Stay spooky.